All right, it's KBIA 91.3 FM, Thinking Out Loud, and the students are coming back this week. We are just about ready to welcome tens of thousands of young people back into our community, and we're talking tonight about different ways in which the campus and the community are preparing and some of the changes that come with that. And joining us here is uh, Brian Weimer. He is the assistant chief of the um, MU Police Department, and Nick Juice, who is deputy athletic director here at the University of Missouri, and welcome to you both. Thank you. Brian, let me start with you and just kind of have you for uh, people that aren't as familiar with the department as they might be, kind of explain what the, the duties are and uh, what the MUPD is, uh, is all about, because you've got a, a, a heck of a responsibility coming up, responsible for the safety of the campus and 30,000 some odd students. Absolutely. The University Police Department is a sworn commission force, just like uh, City of Columbia Police Department or many of the police departments that our uh, customers come from. Uh, we perform full law enforcement duties from uh, traffic accidents to citations to investigations of crimes. A lot of crime prevention information goes out to help make sure our community is very safe. So a full functioning police department like you would see anywhere else. I noticed, I, I served some years back on the, the campus safety committee and started looking into uh, policing and, and crime and things like that on different campuses. And it struck me that uh, if there was one thing that was a little bit unusual about MUPD, it was in how uh, open and accessible the department seemed to be as far as letting people aware of statistics and what was and wasn't happening on campus. Yeah, we do a lot to make sure that people are aware of the crimes that they may experience on our campus because obviously that knowledge will help them prepare themselves not to be a victim of crime. Uh, crime prevention is one of those things we strongly push. You never see the true results because you never know how many crimes you may have prevented. But if we get that information out there and engage our community and build those relationships, they're more apt to come talk to us, report things to us. Because while we have officers out there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, we don't see things the same way that you, our community, does. So it's critical that you reach out to us if you have problems, issues, to let us know so we can address them ahead of time. You talk about preventing crime, and a lot of it is going to just be common sense stuff. Lock your doors, lock your windows, don't leave expensive laptops sitting on the floorboard of your car. Uh, women in particular being safe about not walking across campus at night and things like that. But what are some of the other uh, things you're trying to make sure people are aware of? Uh, make sure that people are going uh, places in groups. Well, we have a very safe campus. Obviously, there's always strength in numbers uh, to make sure you're walking in well-lit areas, uh, not cutting behind through the alleys, those type of things, to uh, try to save a few seconds. So stay out in the light. Make sure someone knows where you're going. If you can't walk with a group, make sure that at least someone does know where you're going, when you should be there. Uh, be able to use apps if you want to have track friends and those type of things so it's overall it's a community approach to making sure that the camp is safe because we realize we can't be everywhere all the time and uh, we're talking with Brian Weimer of the MUPD. Uh, one of the changes that we've heard about over the course of, uh, I guess, just the last two or three weeks is that you guys are taking on some expanded duties, some areas that were previously sort of the, uh, the purview of Columbia Police Department. Uh, tell me a little bit more specifically what the changes are and why they were made. Sure. Both agencies have jurisdiction over them. Uh, Monday, we took over primary um, response to the Greek townhouses, uh, annexes, 
took on a few other buildings that's right in the middle of the core of the Greek houses too, so it's not one of those, if a noise complaint comes in here, we're just able to deal with it right away. We've always had a great working relationship with the City of Columbia Police Department, but by doing this, it allows our officers to be right there where a lot of times we're a lot closer. A lot of them are students, so we have a lot more resources as far as student discipline, support, and some of those other things that go in that our community was already getting in the residence halls. So this allows those other students that are living right there, part of our community, to have access to the same resources, and it just makes the information exchange a little bit easier. Because as you know, if you tell someone something, there's something that always gets lost. So if we're the only agency, it kind of helps. We have full um, support from the City of Columbia Police Department. They'll show up in a heartbeat to help us if we ask. And uh, we met with them the other day before this went on to make sure we knew issues that they'd experienced in the past so we could be prepared. How many officers? We currently have 48 officers okay. um, with another three officers that starting at the end of the month that will go to the academy. Uh, overall, our sworn strength is 50, so I know if you did the math right there, it's 51, but we figure by the time everything shakes out, um, we have some other moves going on. We should be around 50 by the end of this year. And uh, what, when somebody is a, a young officer, I suppose part of it is just the opportunities that are there and, and wanting to get involved with that, but what specifically makes an officer decide, I want to be part of a university police department and deal with the opportunities and headaches that go with being on a college campus as opposed to being CPD or Boone County Sheriff or whatever? Uh, we're a very close-knit community here. It's a smaller department at 50. Um, we're very close, like a family. Uh, with that, though, yes, there is the opportunity that you're experiencing a new group of individuals that's moving into your community every year, along with a large percentage that does stay, our faculty and staff and those type of people. It's a learning environment, which is a little bit different, but you always have real close backup. We have excellent equipment. Our agency is accredited through CALEA and IACLEA, so we meet the most professional standards out there we can to make sure that our officers and our community is taken care of. We're talking with Brian Weimer from the uh, MU Police Department. Another change that we will notice as we get into the new year, of course, one of the things that's uh, very uh, visible for the University of Missouri is the athletic department, and it was announced very recently that there will be uh, alcohol now served inside the Memorial Stadium at the University of Missouri, and we're going to bring in Nick Juice, the Deputy Athletic Director, to talk a little bit more about that in addition to uh, to talking with, uh, with uh, Brian Weimer. Nick, talk first of all just about the kind of specifics of uh, what exactly is going to be available and how this is going to work. Well, first of all, I would say it's a, it was a very deliberate process that, that got us uh, to the point that, that we are at uh, today with selling uh, alcohol uh, in terms of beer and wine within the stadium. And so about a year ago, the SEC decided to study this uh, and see if they wanted to make it a, a campus decision for its institutions. And then this spring, the presidents and chancellors came together in Destin, Florida, and they agreed at that time to do that. And so at that point, each campus had autonomy uh, to make decisions. But there was a framework put in place relative to how the sale of alcohol would go. So while that was uh, happening over the past year, the study was taking place. We were working on campus with uh, Doug Schwant and his team over at MUPD, as well as our wellness center and our leadership to discuss, is this something that if it is allowed, that we would want to do at, at Mizzou? And so we've come up with a, what we believe is a very, it's a responsible plan, but it's a, and it's a safe plan. And, and so there's certainly limit 
limits uh, on the sale of, uh, of alcohol within the, in the stadium. Um, and it also should be noted that Mizzou has sold uh, beer and wine at concerts that is hosted at, at Mizzou Arena for many years and, and successfully without incident. So that gave us a really good plan and a good starting point, not only with the MUPD folks, but our leadership on campus as well as the Wellness Center. So, you know, two obviously have to be 21 or older. That'd probably be the first thing uh, that's out there that's sure. probably pretty important to the process. Um, and then obviously there's only two two drinks per transaction uh, that, that is allowed. So I'd say those are two of the bigger things. And then the sale will end at the end of the third quarter. And so I think that um, with all those things, um, and, and the other thing I think from a safety standpoint, um, binge drinking uh, is something that has become a problem. Um, and we believe, and certainly Wellness Center believes, and, and the MUPD as well concurs, that this is a way to um, to attack that a little bit and provide uh, it in a controlled environment. And so, again, feel really good about where we're at with that um, at this point in time. And incidents show, if you study where schools have done it, West Virginia was probably one of the first, and then Ohio State, uh, certainly there's been a study done on them uh, of late, that the incidences within their stadium really declined and made it a safer environment for all fans. And they've done it for, obviously, as, as long as anybody can remember it, professional sporting events. And again, you know, there's going to be a couple of knuckleheads, but for the most part, it, it, it does not lead to problems any more significant than serving alcohol in restaurants or bars or whatever. I would agree, and I think that there's there's other ways that we're going to combat uh, some of the individuals that, that you, you mentioned there. Certainly, uh, if there's a problem within the stadium, the fans are encouraged to have a, have a text number that they can text and identify the section in the seat and where the problem's at. We'll either get an officer or we'll get a member of the athletic staff or an usher over there to identify that problem first of all, first and foremost. So that's and, the and, first un- thing. and unfortunately, I had firsthand knowledge of, of how that worked. We had a couple of people that got pretty out of hand at uh, one of the games last season and I got to watch as people came along these guys were removed and talked to and eventually decided that they could be returned to their seats with the understanding that they were being watched pretty closely and it looked like that system worked well and 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 was pretty efficient they did they, they don't take a lot of guff at uh, memorial stadium because there's a lot of people in a small space and we're all trying to enjoy ourselves and enjoy the game absolutely and we want it to be an enjoyable as you as you said darren an enjoyable environment with you know with respect and, and responsibility uh and and people to have fun and so uh, as long as it can be done in the right way in the right manner um this will work if it can't then it probably won't work or we'll tweak the policy some more in addition to the added concerns about alcohol being served there, just in general, we're talking about 50 or 60,000 people, most of whom don't live in Columbia, all of a sudden descending on the campus on these football Saturdays. For you guys and the other law enforcement officers involved, that's uh, it's a busy day, isn't it? It is a busy day that starts very, very early. Even for the night games, we have people that start and work at 6 a.m. to start watching the lots. There's no way our department can do it all alone, so we're grateful to all the other law enforcement agencies, medical personnel, especially those first few games, fire department and those, which with this, we've had the opportunity to work together a number of years. The other thing that's very, very good for our community with this is that if there would be a large event, uh, incident, tornado, or something that happened in Columbia, this group of people have already worked together. We know each other. We know our capabilities. So beyond those games, it's something that the relationships here go so far. 
talk about some of the challenges that go with that because I mean we're talking about you know the obvious things of, of somebody getting out of hand in the stadium or, or fights or whatever but you're also just talking about some basic logistics most of these people don't park right next to the stadium you got to figure out how to get them across the street without somebody running over them with a bus or whatever and there's a lot of that type of thing that law enforcement has to take care of. Absolutely. The Highway Patrol helps us a great deal with all the intersections that surround the stadium. Uh, most of the lots are controlled by our people and supplemented by athletic personnel that's getting to the actual spots. So that's a great amount of work to get there. There's a lot of maps. Um, if you go to the website, the game day operations, you can see the traffic flows. Uh, we get a lot of comments from people all the time. They can tell us very specifically how they can get home a lot faster. But the plans are designed, like you said, to get 50,000 people in and out of there. And there's only so many entrances and exits. We have to control them in a certain way to get them out. We're always open to feedback. And probably the number one thing we could face, especially these first couple games in um, the upcoming month of September, is heat. So make sure you stay hydrated with water. Medical emergencies are a major issue. So uh, we look every year to improve. Having a lot of personnel, having that cooperation from uh, the Columbia officers and, and uh, Missouri Highway Patrol is certainly very important. But should something uh, big happen, I think having these officers who, uh, who spend their lives working here on the campus and know MU very, very well uh, certainly has its advantages. So uh, good to know that you guys are uh, going to be a part of that. Uh, well, it all starts this week with the students returning to town. And football starts September 7th with West Virginia coming in for a uh, visit and we will look forward to uh, all the things that make this campus exciting and fun for the next uh, few months. Brian Weimer, the Assistant Chief of Police for the MUPD, and Nick Juice, Deputy Athletic Director, thank you both very much for coming in. Appreciate Thanks it. Thank us. you.